thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and boy, oh boy, get your knives and forks ready. Get your dessert spoon out. If it's takeaway, you're in trouble. If it's <laughs> sterling silver and you're at home, you are ready to go. Gold star for you. Dr. Damien Christoph is in all sorts. My brother from another mother loves to eat out, and apparently he's going to die early because of the privilege. Great man. Welcome to 100 Not Out. Thank you, PC. Great to be with you again. Another week. Um, another 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 week of uh, audio and visual frustration. I have to tell you, but I'm um, I'm excited to talk about it today. We'll put a little bit of context around it. Hopefully, we can um, you know reshape some thinking and maybe get people back on track after listening to um, maybe a little bit of mayo from the great man. So so we are yet to for full disclosure. We are yet to interview Dan Butner on 100 Not Out, and we have a lot of interconnected friends, the number one friend being Thea Padikos. And when we do interview Dan Butner on 100 Not Out, it will be a cracking conversation. Yep. But there will be, it will be like a Grand Slam doubles tennis match because <laughs> the back and forth volley of differing opinions uh, is going to be on for young and old. It's not going to be a challenger tournament. It's going to be a full crowd big back and forth, but we will love each other at the end. It's not personal, it's professional, but Damo, this one really got you, didn't it? Well, PC, I don't know if we have differing opinions, but I think, again, like coming back to the clickbait, I just think that there's some shock jock stuff that gets said. So obviously we're looking for statistics, um, but in this little clip that you sent me um, the other day, um, we see Dan Butner talking about if you eat out, um, then you're going to be eating more sodium. Um, and if you eat out, then you effectively – this is the number one way to shorten your lifespan was to eat out effectively. All right. I'll play the full clip. It's yeah. on Dan's Instagram account, so there's the direct source. We'll play this clip and then we'll have a proper conversation about it. Okay. Every time you go out to eat in America, you consume 300 more calories than you would if you ate at home. You consume about three times the sodium you would eat at home. And there's typically lots of hidden sugars and emulsifiers and flavor enhancer in food you get out of the home. Cooking at home, secret to longevity. You're going to get your hands on a whole food plant-based cookbook. Sit down, page through it with your family, identify a dozen recipes that say, that looks like it'd be good. And for four weeks, make three of those recipes every week on Sunday and cook them with your family. Make sure you got the right equipment and taste them. And if you cook my minestrone or my longevity stew and you eat that and you like it, my job is over. Your family knows how to make it. You know you can afford the ingredients and you know you love it. In the defense, in the defense of Dan and many others, he has a book which he's selling. It's a recipe book. Yeah. And so it's in his best interests for people to be cooking at home because they can't make those recipes at home. Secondly, 
our mutual friend Cindy O'Meara says the way to get the family back together in health is in the kitchen, which I yep. think Damo and I would both agree with. Damo agree. is a cracking cook and loves to host. But Damo, you also love to eat out. And mm. last week we spoke about health scare and food scare. Today it's more about eating out scare. Mm-hmm. What do you sense when you listen to that on, on on behalf of I suppose consumers and people that are going oh my gosh can I not eat out ever again? <laughs> I think you know what, PC. I think in the message and in the messaging, it's a really it's a good wholesome message. Like I think at the end of the day, it's a good thing to eat at home, um, and and to prepare your own meals. I think that's a good thing. Um. I I I think that there's an assumption um, in that messaging that is that people would choose foods that are richer in calories um, and richer in sodium because they eat out um, without really knowing it. Um, I eat out, as you know, pretty much every single lunch of the week. I eat out every now and then. I come home and eat some leftovers from the night before. Um, but pretty much every single lunch I eat out. And I do that purposefully so that I can sit with people and have conversation and laugh and, and you know, effectively chew the fat, so to speak, you know. Socialise. Which I think is incredibly important. So if we think about the tenets of longevity, one of the tenets is being social. Like, I think it's number seven and eight in your in your um, pyramid that we're combining, right? So I think social and family, if we're uh, putting those together, which I know in the second edition of your exceptional life, they will be together in the pyramid, social and family. <laughs> what, we, what we do know is that if we eat with our family and friends, we are maximising the value of the calories that you put in your body. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying that it's the recipe for weight loss. I'm not saying that that's the recipe to cure heart disease. I'm not saying that this is the recipe to prevent diabetes. And I'm certainly not saying that if you eat with your friends and family, you're going to avoid Jack the Dancer. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that longevity experts around the world in every single sense would say that you're far better eating with your friends and family regardless of what it is than sucking down a kale avocado smoothie sitting in the corner by yourself sucking your thumb like it's it's way better to be eating with your family and friends regardless of whether or not it's at home or if it's out and, and that's where I think the messaging is a little bit clicky, clickbaity. Um, but I understand what Dan's saying there, and he's saying, be aware that there's more calories and there's more sodium in food that's prepared by other people that are maybe not as well-meaning as what you would be when you're preparing food, um, because they're just wanting to punch out a flavour and some fuel, you know. So we will speak in in upcoming episodes around the difference between acute and chronic and i think we also want to talk about just everyday empowering rituals that we have for health and wellness that will contribute to a a great long life for yours ever since i've known you one of your daily rhythms has been to connect with human beings over lunch that has just been something that you have done it would feel odd if you weren't having lunch out regularly um at the same time i had a client the other day say that they had a palmer and a pot guilt-free and i was like 
this is the best. I can't remember the last time I had a palmer in a pot. I, I remember the last time I had a pot, but can't remember the last time I had a palmer. And it actually got me looking forward to the next time I'm with my schoolmates down in Melbourne, you know, going to a pub and going, I'm going to order the palmer and a pot. And can I, I just, know. Can I, just, can I just say that that won't include me? Because um, when Marcus comes to Melbourne, he never really lets me know unless he's coming to stay with me. So even though he's, I am oh. one of Marcus's best mates, I'm not included in those catch-ups. Just saying. And I would have a palmer with you too, mate. I've got a great pub 500 metres, 300 metres down the road. They do a great palmer and a pot on a Tuesday night, but go and have it with your schoolmates. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. I'm not. I get stuck in a corner and my mum gets angry because I haven't told her. And then my sister's worried, why haven't I spoken to her? I silo my Melbourne trips as Damo has been the victim of. You silo us. So um, (laughs) coming back onto the Palmer and a Pot, I know that when I catch up with my mates at the Skinny Dog in queue for a Palmer and a Pot and I haven't had a Palmer and a Pot for years, there's going to be 300 calories more that I consume at least and three times more sodium and some sugar and yeah. maybe some emulsifiers and yeah. other things if Flavor I – enhancers. All of that. Yeah. But I'm not, not doing it. No way. Now, the old me, the vegan me, the whole yeah. foods vegan me, Yeah. Uh, I remember that was when I was ve- vegan t- teetotaler was the steamed greens yeah. with the hot chips. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a water or uh, it wasn't a lemonade. It was like a, a, a lemon, lime and bitters or I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just a water. Um, right. And if well it was balanced. with them, it was, if it was with them at, at their house and it was breakfast, mm. it was quinoa, kale, tomato, olive oil, lemon juice and salt whilst they all had eggs and bacon um, or whatever it is that they were having. And it doesn't Your butt must click. have been red raw, I reckon. Like red What's raw. That? Your butt must have been red raw because, like, there's a lot of fibre. And I know that there are experts out there that talk about you've got to have high-fibre meals, and that's classic. But I don't think you're having a high-fibre, low-fat diet, although you weren't, you weren't eating the avocado. I think you were shaving with avocado in those days, weren't you? No, it was too expensive to eat. I had to shave with it. Yeah. So <laughs> it was something that I look back on now and go, that doesn't seem like I was on trend or no, mm. I, I was not the prophet. There, I was not the one going, guys. This is the way forward. Have your kale and quinoa and your tomato and and whatever, and have your steamed greens with um, some hot chips cooked in who knows what anyway, with your water. Like that doesn't seem to me the way to do it to reduce my calories and to reduce my sodium, which wasn't happening with the hot chips anyway. But it just doesn't click. So. I just wonder, and maybe if Dan Butner was on here, he would say, look, um, I'm not marketing my message to you guys. You guys have got a clear message. You know what you're doing and so on. I'm here to train people that are still new in their nutritional adventure and they do just get takeaway for lunch every day and they do spend money on junk. I don't know, but when I hear that, as you did as well, it doesn't click. It doesn't go, oh, what a great point. We get the cooking at home thing. But based on what we said in the last episode, how do we bring more common sense to this? Because it it both kind of rattles us. Yeah, one of the the photos 
was actually that he used was that Thayer's in. Um, and so he's eating out in that very situation. Now, I don't know what Thayer puts in her food or Poppy puts in her food. I'm sure it's all wholesome and all really good. Um, hence, that's the reason why we go to Icaria and stay there. But in itself, like the messaging um, was short on saying, if you do go out with your mates and you have an opportunity to choose a really healthy meal, then you can do that. Like, you know, that's a really great thing to do. If you're really passionate about only ever eating healthy food, you can still do that when you go out. No problems. Easily still do that. Whether you're vegan, whether you're carnivore, whatever it is that you do, you, in my firm belief, you maximize the value of the meal by sharing it with somebody else. Mm. And, and there's a lot to be said for that, regardless of whether or not it's at Thayer's Inn or it's in your own backyard or you're down at Biodivino in Sandringham or you're at, a, I don't know, Reserva in Glen Iris. Like it doesn't matter where you are, you can make a great choice. But regardless of what you choose, if you're with your friends and family and eating out, you're killing it and you're kicking goals and that is part of the secret sauce to, I think, living a long and healthy and well life. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yep. Your three, as someone that loves to eat out, yep. your three top tips for yep. eating out and doing it well. Okay. Um, I always, always drink heaps of water when I'm out. Always, always drink heaps of water. And um, I don't get the tap water. I get sparkling um, or filtered water or both, but I don't like getting tap water because I don't know how old the taps are and I don't know what's in it. Like there might be just really, you know, ordinary water. I much prefer to have filtered water. And I know in Melbourne we've got great water, better than around lots of places in the world, but I still prefer to have clean water. So that's really important. Um, I always choose heaps of veggies. Like always choose heaps of veggies. So if we're doing sides, yes, I might get a side of fries, no doubt about it, but I'm going to get the green beans, the broccolini, um, I'm always going to get like something super green, no, no, no doubt about it. And my preference, my preference would be for a protein that's not deep fried. So if I'm going to catch up with my mate, probably actually if I'm going to catch up with my schoolmates um, and I'm going to go to a pub, I'm probably going to, you know, I'm going to get a parma. That's my deep fried um, chicken that I'm going to have. But, you know, I'm not doing that all the time. And, in fact, most of the time when I go out, I'm choosing fish. Um, I might have steak occasionally if I'm going out. Um, I don't generally choose chicken when I've gone out unless I'm having a palm with my schoolmates. From you know, but otherwise, I would. Um, I, I have poke bowls like they're going out of fashion. And I think I, I love poke bowls because I think the ratio is about right. There's a truckload of plant based foods in there, there's a really good, healthy portion of animal protein in there. And then I've got fat from either the oil that I ask for on top of or with the avocado that's in it. So I think it's really good. I love this. So tip number one, drink heaps of water. Tip number two, sparkling or filtered, not tap. Tip yeah. number two, heaps of veggies. Tip number three, <laughs> <laughs> except for when you're at the pub with mates, animal protein that is grilled, baked, but not fried. Yeah. And if you just want a quick all-in-one, tick the boxes, poke bowls, remove decision fatigue, just live on poke bowls. And yeah. um, it's a bit like the Steve Jobs, just wear jeans, a T-shirt, and some sneakers, and you don't have to think. So yeah. you're on the poke bowl train. I believe when they studied the business of poke bowls, they did reference um, 
a health professional that they didn't want to name that they actually stole the palm method methodology in creating <laughs> pokeballs. Um, they just didn't that. want to pay pay someone it's pretty close, of dollars. Actually. It's actually it's pretty like, close. If you get the small pokeball. The small pokeball. I had it today at the golf club. The small pokeball is almost perfect in terms of its portion sizes, like almost perfect. So if I was to recommend to somebody to choose the healthiest meal at a place, um, regardless of whatever else might be there, and people might argue with me, oh, it's got brown rice in it or whatever. Okay. let's. Oh, that'll that give you over. diabetes, won't it? <laughs> it depends on which commentator. If I'm talking to someone who's like carnivore, I'm going to die from the grain. Um, and if I'm talking to some vegan, I'm probably going to die from the smoked salmon and the egg that's in there because the egg's cholesterol. So I'm um, damned if I do, damned if I don't. But I see that. And the environmentalists will talk about the food miles. There's food miles. Could be. You're burning. Could mm-hmm. be. Could be Australian mm-hmm. rice. Could be Australian salmon. Could be Australian cabbage that they make the kimchi out of. Well, there's a whole lot of stuff. So anyway, but I reckon that's smack bang in between. Like we go on like the extremes and bang, like a Pokeball is smack bang in between. And um, and I really love being there. Less variation. It's um that's pretty good for me. What are you, just, what, what do you have when you go out apart from Palmer with your mates? Uh, my tips, I, I think I'm probably the same in all of the things. Heaps of water, as you know. Yeah, heaps. Um, I'll die of something related to that. You, you'll say it. You'll, when I die, you'll be like, I knew that was going to happen. That guy just drank too much water. No, nah, I'll be, what's never that say that. Kidney disease of too much water. Not um, possible. Always choose heaps of veggies, definitely. It's my vegan hangover. And, yeah, I like a fish because I don't have a lot of fish at home. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely like, oh, I think I'm with you on all of that. The other thing I was going to say, Damo, because you are so good at home, for people that are wanting to kind of mesh the, these two ideas together, I just think having people over at home mm. and preparing food for them, and you do yeah. this so well, I just have the greatest memories of the way you prepare food when I'm at your place and you make it so easy and I feel so loved and cared for. Like hospitality as a rule, whether it's at a cafe or at a home, is a form of love. Yeah. And having people over in your home and preparing food for them, I don't care whether it's beer and chips or your bocconcini thing that you do, Damo, um, it's just so nice. And I think if you think that you're going, oh, well, oh, yeah, the eating out thing I get and the eating at home thing I get, but if you're not having people over in the home much, I would make that a really good lifestyle um, habit, trait, whatever it is. Because yeah. when we travel overseas to these um, blue zones, they do that very well. The home is hospitable. They want people there. They want you to be fed. They want you to have a drink. They want to have a social experience with you. So I feel like in this no drop in culture, stranger danger, everyone in their in their jail cells called homes and no one comes into the home anymore, um, I do think that's a bit of a lost art and that's probably a bit of a combo of what of what you know, the two schools of thought. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, um, the idea of bringing back the dinner party and uh, having a progressive dinner, that cuts down the cost for the person who's hosting it and uh, it's a great way to, you know, eat healthy meals. So you get everyone's take on a healthy meal. Um, we get everyone's take on what they might bring to your home um, and we love that. We do that. In fact, the other day we had the opportunity to go out to the Arrow Valley, um, have a wine tasting, food tasting, gin tasting, all that sort of stuff and then we decided why don't we bring it into the house and so we've got a chef to come into the house Maybe it's not this, this might not be for everybody, but we've got a chef to come into the house and we're able to sit around in the home, 
in one location and ate beautiful food for, you know, six or seven or eight hours and just hung out. And um, and that was way better than having to separate and go into two different cars and drive to a location and then, you know, pick up and go somewhere else to then pick up and then go somewhere else and maybe stay the night somewhere that's all disconnected, whereas we all got to hang out together for a whole bunch of hours, which was unreal. So it was a really great reminder. And then when I reflected today with my mate DJ about it, we were talking about how good it was and that the last great catch-up that he had with his family was doing something similar. And so I really love that idea. If you think about Christmas Day, bringing everybody into your home, you think about all of the celebrations that we have, we bring someone into our home, they are always a great celebration. Now, put aside family quarrels and, you know, maybe there's been a punch-up or a roll in the dust-up or whatever. If you put that aside, if you can take those little ones away and then you look at the sum of all of the other ones that are great, I bet it outweighs the bad ones. Mm, well said well said oh good this has ruffled a few feathers i can feel it i love these conversations last couple of weeks demo you have been on fire i'm just going to go into my archive of things that are going to pinprick your heart and soul for another <laughs> another get off the fence conversation next week for everyone that's been listening to this podcast we hope you've enjoyed it if you would like more of it in real life and you'd like to travel with us to europe Later in the year, spots are closing. The group, the team, the size, the everything that is coming to a head for our longevity experiences to Icaria and Sardinia. There is still a little bit of time left. 100notout.com. We are off to Icaria, August 22 to 31. We are off to Sardinia the next day, September 1 to 10, if you would like to be part of that group. Have a look at the details, 100notout.com. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.